Hi, I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. Welcome, one and all. Today on the show, we have Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church. Say hello, Pastor. Hello, Patriots. We have Michael Moyer, our producer. Welcome, Patriots. Patty Perucci is new to the program today. She's joining us. Patty used to be a news editor for Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. Say hello, Patty. Hello. All right. A couple of our guests that we normally have, David Carroll, our attorney, and Alec Rooney, who is our current news editor, they're both out with covid they got hit with the Kung they Flu. They got hit with the COVID. <laughs> the China virus the got them. same week that Joe Biden has COVID. So I kind of wonder what they've been doing on their off time. But they are not with us today. However, we do have a special guest with us today. Her name is Sharona Bishop. She's a mother of four. She now lives in Texas. But while she was living in Colorado, Silt, Colorado, I believe, she had an encounter with the FBI and uh, I don't want to spoil it, and I really don't know a whole lot about what happened, but I read that they came and visited your home unannounced. So, Serana, can you tell our viewers and listeners what happened on November 16, 2021 at your home? Well, thank you so much, first of all, for inviting me on your show. This is amazing, and I really appreciate all the work that you guys are doing, um, you know, reminding people that the real patriots are still here. And um, I think really it's just been an issue in Colorado. Um, I've been a fourth generation Coloradan and I've become very outspoken in the last few years as our state was taken over by a dictator named Jared Polis. And uh, when the sexualization of our children began and they began passing laws that made it legal to groom children in the state of Colorado, not only legal, but funded it in our public school system, um, a lot of people were uh, having cognitive dissonance and would not believe what was happening. And I've been a very loud and vocal uh, mother, um, making sure that as many people as possible know exactly what's happening in this state and how corrupt and defiling it is to our children. And um, so as a very outspoken member of the community, we have massive rallies during COVID. Uh, we served a cease and desist order to our school board to stop the COVID policies that were causing an incredible spiraling in mental health for our students. Um, and, and uh, you know, as a side note, only 13% of Colorado children can even do math on grade level at this point, and we're under 20% of reading on grade level. And so all of these policies, like you, you just uh, mentioned about COVID, were absolutely damaging our children. And so we've been really outspoken about that. And I realized along the way that it was really had a lot more to do with elections than um, I, you know, would have known before. Uh, elections have consequences, and when you get weak um, representatives in office, whether it's school board, mayor, or your congressperson, if they are weak, that can really hurt you and really hurt your children. And so we began being very interested in election process here in Colorado. And um, I was a, working in a canvassing effort throughout the state to determine whether or not our elections were actually real, first of all, and um, if our elections were secure. So there has been a multitude of things going on in Colorado, but ultimately, I'm just a very loud mother. I've had a very loud voice, and uh, we started a platform called America's Mom. And in Colorado, I just, um, my family and I, we don't shrink back from this. So on the morning of November 16th, after many months of working with election security and working with um, our school board as well and trying to replace and remove bad school board members, the uh, FBI showed up at my home at 9.30 in the morning. I was homeschooling my two littlest ones. 
literally had just pulled a cherry cobbler, a berry cobbler rather, out of the oven, literally. And at 9.30 in the morning, they started banging on my door. And my husband was working from home that day. He started making his way up the stairs. And I heard them start screaming, you know, FBI, we have a warrant, open the door. And I really, um, gosh, you know, we had heard all the rumors about Merrick Garland. We had heard about the list that the superintendents had put together and sent to the National Education Association, who then sent them to the FBI, which that actually happened in my school district, RE2 school district in Colorado. And we knew the superintendent had done that. And I also knew um, that they were heavily investigating the clerk and recorder that I had done so much work with, Tina Peters. So um, I was a little, I was, I was nervous for sure, very scared about what was about to happen. And uh, sure enough, um, they didn't wait for us to open the door, maybe 40 seconds, if that. And then they took a battering ram to my door, broke my door in. But my door was actually unlocked, so they could have just opened it. Um, but they had all the thrills there that day, took a battering ram, um, immediately proceeded to, uh, they all had their guns drawn and pointed at our door. My husband stood in front of me, and they kind of pulled him out the door. He was trying to calm them down, actually. And, um, and then they proceeded to pull me out the door, take my cell phone immediately from me, and put me in handcuffs. And my children, I'd asked them to stay in their room, but of course they're curious. So my children got to see uh, me handcuffed. And uh, as the officers proceeded to go through our home, go through every bit of our belongings, uh, at one point, they even manhandled my daughter, pulling her up and down the stairs by her hoodie, which was totally unnecessary, and illegally searching her phone. Um, they also illegally handcuffed my husband, who absolutely showed no resistance whatsoever. And um, the interesting thing about all of this is um, we've recently more, more aggressively tried to pursue uh, by FOIA, which is the federal request for information, and um, our footage from that FBI raid, because I've never been charged with anything. In fact, while the officers were in my home, I did at one point ask, why are you doing this? And one of the detectives from Mesa County, his name is Strewey, Michael Strewey, he said, well, you connect people. Well, that wasn't named on the warrant. The warrant said conspiracy to commit wire fraud. That is a financial uh, uh, felony. And I I'm still waiting for that money. <laughs> They've been pretty disappointed to see we've got no conspiracy to commit, um, you know, financial fraud. And so that's just the tagline that they use to bust my door in um, and take my all of our gadgets, all our phones, computers, everything, um, just to see who I was talking to and see what kind of things they could connect the dots with. Um, it is not illegal to connect people. It is not illegal to be vocal. It is not illegal to challenge your government. And it is certainly not illegal to protect your children and defend your own elections. And so at this point, we've never been charged with anything. We're, we have requested that footage, like I mentioned, from the, the FBI, and they uh, are not, they're not giving it up. And it's really interesting because you guys might remember a couple of weeks ago, they had Trump's attorney uh, standing outside of his home after his home was raided by the FBI. It was so easy for them to leak that footage showing him in a, you know, standing in his underwear, which is embarrassing and shameful. So, of course, they leaked that. But we can't seem to get the footage of a mother whose home was bashed in by the FBI, handcuffed in front of her children while my house has gone through and my family is terrorized. We can't seem to get that footage. They're making us jump through all kinds of hoops, and I don't imagine they're going to be very forthcoming with it at this point. So that's, that's really where we're at. Um, it's progressively gotten more dicey. And um, we decided there was better opportunities for my family to be protected in Texas than in Colorado. It truly is a very difficult place to live right now. 
If you are speaking out against the government, you have every reason to be concerned because they've, they've weaponized every branch of government. They've certainly weaponized our law, our, uh, law enforcement in Colorado, and the governor's not going to stop. And um, with the support of Merrick Garland, his DOJ, and uh, Chris Ray at the FBI, um, we're going to continue to see this kind of behavior. We've seen it going on with other people as well throughout the country. So that's that's really where we're at right now. And um, Martin, I, I uh, you know, I don't know what to say except that um, it's been a new day under Joe Biden. Well, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of questions, and I'm sure yeah. <laughs> everybody else around the table has uh, many uh, as well. But I want to just take it step by step. So. You're in your house. You're getting some pie out of your oven. Uh, the FBI shouts at the door. Before you could open it, uh, they use a batting ram to bang open a door that was already unlocked. And how many officers were outside? There was too many to count. At this point, we figure there was somewhere between eight and ten FBI agents. And I've, you know, I've heard from district attorneys, and um, you know, good ones and law enforcement, that it's almost impossible for them to get the FBI to help them with child trafficking cases, you know, real criminal activity. And yet there was somewhere between eight and 10 FBI agents at my home that came from at least three different states that we know of that day. Uh, we had multiple local law enforcement, including the police chief, plus several of his um, officers. And another interesting note about that, we have since tried to get the report from my local law enforcement in Silk, Colorado, Chief Kite, and they are saying that there was no report initially done. Then they said there was a report, but there was only one officer on site. And that is actually, that is a lie. That is false. Uh, the chief himself was present with multiple law enforcement from our town. It was very embarrassing because uh, that's my community. It's a small community. And here they were, um, you know, all present for the FBI to raid my home. There were no sheriff's deputies, nor the sheriff chose to show up to defend my rights and protect uh, protect me and my family, which was extremely disappointing. Um, so all told, probably someone there, where, somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 law enforcement were at my home. They had roped off the street in front of my home. And, um, and then, like I said, all throughout the rest of the time, they made their way you know, through my residence, acted like they had an invitation there, commented on my family, talked about my home. And, you know, uh, they weren't invited there. And, uh, you know, um, it was just a really appalling experience. So somewhere in that neighborhood, I think. Wow. Did you offer them any pie? I mean, it was nice, <laughs> hot, warm. You know, someone recently said, you're a mean mom. And I was like, you know, at this point, I guess I kind of am because, no, I did not offer them coffee. There are better <laughs> Christians than I am, I guess. But I really... You know, uh, there in my mind at this point, my husband was in criminal justice and law enforcement for over 24 years, and there has to be a point where law enforcement officers, FBI or other, say, no, I'm not doing that. And multiple times while they were in my home, I asked them, did you ever even ask why you were coming to my home to bust my door in? Did you ask any questions at all before you came and did this to my family? You know, my children learned more about uh, law enforcement and about the, the inappropriate role that government can take in that three hours time than I could have ever explained to them or ever had them read in a textbook. They saw the abuse and weaponization of our government and of our FBI that day in my home. And um, like I said, there there has been no word from them. Um, I, nothing's been returned, which I didn't expect it to be necessarily. Um, but more than that, they actively have worked aggressively to cover up what they did at my home. The attorney general for the state of Colorado 
in addition to the district attorney of Mesa County, where the warrant was served from, collaborated together to put out a press release because I went straight to media as soon as this happened. I went to my social media. I called everybody I could and said, please put me on. I need to say what happened to my family because if they're going to use fear and intimidation on me, imagine what the impact will be to so many others who don't have as much vested in this, um, in this effort as I do to protect my kids. Um, they will just shut up, sit down, and never say another word again because they don't want to be on the receiving end of this. And uh, the attorney general and the district attorney collaborated. They wrote a press release saying there was no force used in the administering of the warrants today, dot, 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 at Tina Peters, who was the clerk and reporter who also um, had a visit from the FBI that morning. They won't say my name. They won't mention me. They won't acknowledge what they've done. And uh, they won't address it at all publicly. In fact, they've tried, like I said, to conceal it. So uh, that partnering that with what the FBI is doing by not releasing that footage at my home, um, I, I wish I could, you know, I, I'm really good actually with saying no. I did not serve these men and women coffee or my precious berry cobbler, but my family ate it after they left. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Patty Perucci has a question for you. Uh, you may have already answered this, Sharona, but um, you... Did, did they bring any media with them? Because they did that when they uh, burst into Roger Stone's home. Um, but it sounds like if they're denying that there was a, a raid at all or any force used that. At this point, you know, you know, at this point, they did not have media with them. And since then, uh, media has always has a, had a heads up on everything that the district attorney has done moving forward. Um, but at that particular morning, no. No, they did not. And like I said, they, they have actively worked to dispute what I'm saying and trying to make it seem as though I'm a liar. Um, they, the district attorney actually who's, who initiated the warrant, it was a federal warrant, but he initiated it. Um, he actually has responded to citizens by just basically saying that I'm a liar, that it never happened that way, that no force was used. And so at this point, I say release the footage. Release the footage, District Attorney, and let's all watch together and see what happens. Pastor Jason has a question. Yeah, thanks, Marty. Yeah, Sharona, so you appear to be, you know, an, an upstanding citizen. You don't look like you're a, a common criminal coming on our show here. You know, you're looking <laughs> to protect your children and those of the community. We appreciate that. You're looking to expose any election fraud. So when you had found out that the FBI was there at your door, was there anything going through your mind? I mean, I, I don't think you, you have... Uh, kilos of cocaine under your mattress but were you thinking that they're here for a specific reason or were you like wh why are there eight to ten fbi agents at my door yeah well i'm really loud i had been calling out the district attorney on my social media um i had been rallying people in that county mesa county very aggressively they were showing up week after week after week for hours to give testimony at the um, county commissioner uh, meetings because the county commissioners were responsible for keeping Dominion voting systems in our town even after the people begged. I mean, they literally begged hundreds of them, thousands by the time the months had passed. And um, so uh, I think under Joe Biden and watching other parents be followed by law enforcement, um, be taken to jail by law enforcement for simply being too loud, it definitely occurred to me that... Um, that I, I must have crossed some line. I also want to say that in Colorado, I really mean this. Um, you don't feel free to say whatever you want. So I felt like I was pushing the envelope by speaking the way I was speaking. I felt I was pushing the envelope by uh, making videos 
of, of elected officials and getting it out there to the public, what they were doing and saying. And so, yes, I definitely had a feeling that it would be weaponized on some level, but I was not prepared for that. Um, I wasn't prepared for the battering rams and handcuffing and all of that. And I asked over and over, you know, I said um, to my best memory, uh, I asked them, you know, repeatedly, why are you doing this? You know that we haven't done anything. Um, you, it is perfectly within our, uh, our rights to question you, to protect our vote, to protect our children. Why are you here? And I think I'm nervous about that footage being released because I feel very vulnerable, for sure. I was very, um, I was upset, not not screaming or anything like that, but I'm just, you know, it was, it, it was very jarring. And when my kids, my 9 and 11-year-old boys who um, we were homeschooling, when they came to the front door and saw me in handcuffs, you know, I, you know, uh, I was asking those officers, um, did you think at all? about what you were doing before you came to my home. Did you question? Are you glad you're here now? Um, so it was very, you know, it was very upsetting. It was upsetting for my kids who were crying. It was upsetting for my daughter who was crying. Well, she was just really mad. And it was upsetting for my husband because um, what was he going to do? How do you, what do you do when your wife is in handcuffs? You know she hasn't done anything criminal at all. And you really can't do anything. Uh, they handcuffed him at a certain point also, and um, it would have been foolish for him to attempt to do anything, but you feel very powerless. They have the full backing of the federal government coming into your home, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Michael has a question for you. Yeah, I heard you say that you come from a small town out there in Colorado. Did you get any kind of community support after this happened? Actually, my sheriff uh, received a lot of phone calls um, because I did let the community know that he did not show up for me. Um, he did not come out. I had called him and just said on the off chance, if you ever hear the FBI is coming for me, please send a deputy to make sure that my rights are regarded. And he chose not to. He chose not to do anything. And then he never called and checked on my family afterwards. And coming from a small community where I've been very vocally supportive of him as the sheriff, I was extremely heartbroken, to be honest. I, it was a personal thing that he did not show up for me. Um, not, I didn't know if he could thwart the FBI, but I did know he could be present and make sure that our rights were recognized and that, that they didn't bash my door in. Um, he could have called ahead on their behalf and said, hey, this is what's going on. They're coming up. Be ready and have your stuff ready for them. That happens all the time, by the way. Phone calls are made to people that they know are not violent offenders. And, hey, we've got, you know, FBI coming up. This is what we need from you. You know, don't be worried, that sort of thing. But they did not do that. And so uh, my community absolutely has been very gracious, uh, absolutely rallied around me. They know who I am. They know what my uh, mission has been. Um, and they supported it massively. If you go onto our YouTube channel, you'll see the incredible rallies that were held for our children to support their kids. My, my kids weren't in public school, and yet we still fought for their kids. Uh, we showed up every week. We served that cease and desist order. We hired an attorney. Um, we brought the community together to fight for their children because that is the right thing to do. And so, yeah, in turn, they definitely supported me. And um, and it was hard, though. It, it was, you know, it's embarrassing, like I said, to be in a small community and have the FBI raid your home and have the, law, the local law enforcement go along with it. And people don't know if you've done something criminal, you know, and, um, and I have kids and our, our neighbor kids all play together. They're very close. And um, it was 
a lot of threat and intimidation from them, but my community, the community of Rifle Colorado is amazing. You know, you said something that uh, you're very emotional about, and I think needs a little bit of elaboration, because I think a lot of Americans out there look at their local police, they look at the FBI, they look at law enforcement in general, and say, look, these are decent human beings out here who are law-abiding citizens, who understand the U.S. Constitution, they understand my Bill of Rights, and in no way— even under the badge of a law, by ordering by a captain or a superior, would they come and violate my personal rights, my legal rights? And what you're finding out in your experience is, is that do these people even question why they're doing what they're doing when they are told to come out and put a mother in handcuffs, banging down her door with their four homeschool age kids inside, they didn't even think about now exactly why are we doing this and what message does that send to other Americans and the fear that they may have that they too could be vulnerable, that the people that they trust in their community, all it takes is someone to tell law enforcement to point a gun at you and they're not going to question why they're doing it. They're just going to do it. Come in your home, manhandle a child, go through all your belongings, take your possessions, walk out with them, and they don't care. They're not losing any sleep that it's been almost a year, and they have not returned these items to you. They haven't charged you with anything. So obviously, it raises the question, what was all this about to begin with? And uh, this has a real you know, just color of trying to chill people's free speech rights. You know, when you have to worry about, if I go out there and I get too vocal or loud, as you say, and you have to wonder whether someone's going to batter your door down because of it, then other Americans out there are going to hear this and be cautious about what they say. They're going to clam up. So, uh, Patty, you have a question. I, I did. Along those lines, Sharon, I was just wondering if anybody in law enforcement, the FBI or the agencies that were involved, did, apologized to you. Did anybody reach out and apologize or just say they felt bad for terrorizing your family, for um, it, traumatizing your kids like that? She she uh, she she cut out for a second. Hopefully she'll try to get it's back so on. It's so hot here that my phone literally just burned out. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. I am, we were getting into a hot topic right there. Law enforcement and what they're doing is a very hot topic. So my phone quit. <laughs> I apologize. Thank you. Yeah, I was just asking if you received an apology from anybody at all involved in in this um, this attack on your family, or this assault on your home and your family. No. No, absolutely not. Um, my county, I mean, I had one phone call that was very precious to me from my county commissioner in Garfield County. And um, that meant a lot to me because, again, you support these people and you stand up for them and you're vocally supportive of them. And then when something happens with you, they rarely show up. And um, so that meant a lot to me. My neighbors, um, you know, they've all been really, really wonderful. Um, but no, nobody in authority that helped to, to do this they would never apologize because in their, you know, they are checking a box. They no longer have their conscience intact. They're not considering whether or not this is the right thing to do. It's the thing that pays their bill. And so therefore they're going to do what they're told. 
And I pray to God at this point, I hope that your show reaches millions as well. Um, I pray to God at this point, I've asked the Lord repeatedly to open their eyes, open their eyes to what is happening. This is not justice. This is not, uh, this is the time when you have to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to a mother's home under a false pretense to traumatize her family and to get her to shut up. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go through like with clerk Tina Peters. I'm not going to siphon through her dead son, her, um, her, uh, uh, Navy SEAL son's dead, uh, his effects because it's not right. I'm not going to do this stuff. There has to be a conscience attached to law enforcement. And they, at some point they've got to decide they are not just going to be following orders. Well, if they're not responding to a FOIA request, what other options do you have? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I am a fighter. I've, you know, I will do anything for my kids and I will do anything to be here to raise my kids. And, um, and so we are definitely going on the offense now. We've given them plenty of time to respond to this request. They've had us jump through multiple hoops and still are not providing the information. And we know they can, because like I said, they leak other footage that embarrasses and shames President Trump and his team. Um, so we know they can do it. It's just that this footage would embarrass and shame the federal government. It would embarrass and shame the law enforcement that came to my home. It would embarrass and shame Chris Ray and his FBI. So um, we have we have some things up our sleeve. We're about ready to go, and we're going to take on the federal government and the FBI. Okay, good. Sharon, I just have a couple <laughs> things I'd like for you show. to clarify. I just have a couple things I'd like for you to clarify for our viewers and our listeners. Number one, did you mention that they were at your house for three hours? Is that correct? That is correct. And, you know, a little funny thing about that, uh, later on I learned that the FBI could have just plugged in these little adapter things and sucked out all the information they wanted out of my phone and computer and iPads and all that. And instead, they stayed there for hours and then and then also took my stuff. And uh, and they said, when I asked them, I said, why do you have to be, you know, why can't you just plug in that thingy and then just take in the information? I have nothing to hide. And they said, well, that we feel that would have been unnecessary um, for us to be there that long. It would, he said it would have taken us probably two, two and a half hours. And I said, y'all were there for three and a half hours at my home. I would not have minded if you did that and then took my stuff because all of my children's pictures are on the, the computer that they took. I don't, they took all my thumb drives. I don't have pictures of my babies. I don't have pictures of their, uh, my daughter's senior pictures, the birth of my last two children. They're all on the computer that the government, that the FBI took. I don't have any of that. And they're not in any rush to get any of that information back to me. I have a, a, a senior who's going to be graduating this year. All of his baby pictures are on those, uh, on the little thumb drives that they took. I don't have any of those. Um, and so you know, things like that that you don't think about, um, they they could have done something different and they didn't. Whatever causes the most unrest is what they did. Right. Yeah. And we're so sorry to hear that. I mean, you know, we read some news articles in preparation for this show and you just read it and, you know, you hear that the FBI raided your home. You think it's just a wham, bam thing. They're in and out 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. But for them to be there three and three hours, three and a half hours. And to put you and your family through that, to have your children watch you and, and their father in handcuffs is just just atrocious and let me ask you another thing Sharona so you mentioned that the clerk and the recorder Ms. Peters right her house was raided as well is that correct that is correct yes so was this at the same time 
that your house was raided? Was it the same day? Can you kind of go through that a little bit? Yes, Tina Peters was served a search warrant that morning because of the efforts that she had done in Mesa County to preserve voting records. And so I had done the canvassing effort and been working closely with Tina Peters, um, trying to help us figure out what was going on in our county. We had had a city council race that went very, very badly and um, surprisingly badly actually and made no sense to the public, made no sense to the community. And um, so we were actively investigating that. And then the clerk caught wind that the Secretary of State was gonna, was gonna come through with what was called a software update. The only problem was we were very concerned that they were going to delete information. Uh, we had already heard of the Holderman report. We knew that the machines were vulnerable and there had been suggestions that this information could be deleted. And so Clerk Tina Peters took her oath very seriously to defend the vote of the people in Mesa County, and she preserved those images. And with that, there's been three multiple reports that have come out. At the time of the raid by the FBI, uh, there were no reports yet. Um, oh, maybe there was one by that time. The first one that showed that 29,000 election logs were in fact deleted, which is a federal crime and a state crime by the Secretary of State and Dominion Voting Systems when they did this, what they called a trusted bill. Do you talk about a play on words? a trusted build where they went county to county deleting election files that would show you how these um, elections, how the outcomes happened. It's all the records building up to the final number that gets pushed out to the Secretary of State or to the county. And, um, and so after discovering all of that, um, the FBI was involved. It's very fascinating because this was just a Mesa County clerk. We're just like regular people. And all of a sudden, we've got the FBI involved. We've got Merrick Garland involved. Uh, there was nothing illegal about making images. There was nothing illegal about the clerk um, preserving those records. And yet, um, and yet uh, the FBI was involved almost from day one. In September, I had done a briefing for the county commissioners, for the district attorneys, um, for the county attorneys, all of them to update them on where we were at with these efforts. And uh, Merrick Garland was on that briefing. He called in to the briefing. And that was shocking and crazy. Um, shouldn't have been that way because this was just a small little county issue. And so from the very beginning, um, they were all involved, very, very curious and very interested. And we thought that was weird because uh, why would they care? Even if a clerk discovers something in her own county, why is that the issue of the federal government? So um, Tina Peters has been um, maligned. She's had her life turned upside down. She's had everything taken from her. They've tried anyway, but she is a woman of tremendous faith and confidence that God is coming through and that this is the mission he's given her is to reveal what has been happening through the selection process, not the election process here in America. And she is incredible. I'd love to get her on your show with you guys. That would be great. Sharana, I mean, you have a tremendous story to tell. You're very courageous. Uh, this is also very sad. It's traumatic. It's scary. Um, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that in the United States of America, that you could get a search warrant that easily nowadays to ram someone's door in and simply take whatever you want out of somebody's house and keep it for nearly a year now without any clue as to when you're going to get it back or any charges brought against you. I mean, I just, this would be incomprehensible to me 30, 40 years ago, right? I mean, yeah. you, you would never think that would happen in 
the United States of America. But there it is. It's happening. And not just against you, but against many other people. And we're going to be bringing many of these people onto our show so they can tell their story. Because we want this out there. We want people to know that people's rights are now in jeopardy by a very aggressive Federal Bureau of Investigations that's using shock and awe to silence conservative proponents out there. And I thank you for coming on our show. I know we're running out of time. We're past our 30, 35-minute time limit here. Uh, but it was great having you on. Everybody here enjoyed it. I'm sure there's many more questions people could ask. But uh, thanks again. And maybe we can get uh, Tina on our show as well. Absolutely. I appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you for sharing our story. All thank right. you. Thanks. And we'll have more, hopefully. Uh, once we get that footage, I look forward to coming back on with you guys. Oh, we would love to have you on. So uh, that's our show for tonight. Everybody that was watching and listening today, thank you for joining in and listening to Sharona Bishop's uh, story. I'm sure you found it very fascinating. If you did like her story, if you found it fascinating or even horrifying, please share it with your friends. Subscribe to this uh, Shout Out Patriots podcast. And get the message out there because the mainstream media would love to cover this up. They would like to make Sharona look like, you know, she's the criminal. She's the liar. She's the one that has to be sequestered and handcuffed in front of her kids. She deserves what she got. But we know that's not the case. And people like you out there that are listening and joining in and watching this show need to help her get her message out there. So until next week, we thank you for joining in and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.